from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! Jeff? Jeff? Jeff! Jeff, where are you? <laughs> I'm so fucked. I don't even know how to do an intro without you. <laughs> Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano, and I... I am a maiden lost at sea this week. I am adrift in the abyss of a dark magical blizzard. I am flying solo, and I don't know what to do. Jeff and I have been split up. I am huddled alone in a lean-to made out of uh, Joe Corby's pizza containers, and I have my microphone, I have my computer, and I have a prompt. And I'm going to fire a beam of dark magical energy out of my mouth into the sky, hoping Jeff sees it and can follow it back to me so that we can ride Mr. Honkers safely to the dark magical smoke shack. I'm just longing for the comfort of the dark magical spiral ham. And I miss its warm embrace so badly. But we're going to power through just me, you, and this prompt. And the prompt this week comes to us from Johan Prulks on Facebook. I told you we take Facebook prompts. Gosh dang it. And the prompt is, how about an astronomer who searches among the stars in hopes to find an answer to their own personal insecurities? I think that's so fucking dope. So, this astronomer. I know that I wanted to do something with druids because we'd have yet to have one. And I wrote a butt ton of lore about druids because I don't like doing the traditional druid. I, I don't like, oh, he talks to plants and talks to the animals and is just like, you know, that's, that's so, it's been done. And I don't like doing what's been done. So I'm going to take what's been done, I'm going to flip it, and we're going to make ourselves a druid in the world of fantasy. So what I wrote and what I've been thinking is what governs plants and animals and just life and it's astral bodies, it's space, it's the moon, it's the stars, it's the sun. The sun is giving life to the planet. The moon is helping certain plants grow. And it, it, not really, but it, it, you know, the moonlight is special in fantasy and it controls the seas. And life is just dictated overall by the sun and astral bodies. So what if druids were linked to them as opposed to just going, oh, they're connected to plants and animals? What if, let's go deeper, and they draw their power from celestial bodies. And, of course, me, I love me some RPG business. So what if there are two kinds of druids? What if there's a solar druid that pulls their energy directly from the sun, like a plant, and turns it into magical energy that it can... I'm, I'm thinking this whole thing works like you store up an astral body's energy inside yourself, and it then you can project it in different ways. So it's not necessarily ley line energy. It's different. It's the ley line itself has given you the ability to channel the celestial bodies. So we'll say a solar druid um, pulls the suns, gets some photons all in their belly, and can cast fire magic and controls the wind and just the elements in general. So it's sort of like a wizard, but with an affinity, we'll say, for fire and... No, fuck it. 
Um, what if it was an affinity for solar, but like radiation magic? You know, like just different kind. Like if you were to touch a plant and channel radiation into it, it grows. Or you can like power a city in just, I'm thinking more like Cyclops eye blasts and X-Men than like shooting fireball where it's blasts of radiation. Uh, what is a nighttime druid? So a nighttime druid, if they are pulling from the stars and the moon, I'm thinking sort of like, um, like a cactus in the desert. Uh, opens its stomata at night to release carbon dioxide. So what if at night you... It's like a nocturnal druid. So you channel the stars and the moon's energy into yourself, and it's sort of not as much a projecting like destructive magic as it is like, this is your healer druid. This is your buff druid. This is your tank druid. So you take the starlight and the moonlight into yourself, and it makes you tougher, and it makes you... You can project that light out to allies and heal them. But also, for this prompt from our our best bud, Johan, I'm thinking that if you're connected to the stars, you're connected to uh, constellations. And so I love the idea that a, a solar druid during the day can shapeshift. That's something that they can do. But at night... Uh, what should we call lunar druids? Fuck it. Lunar druids take in starlight and moonlight and can summon constellations to then be like a pet or a guardian or an ally in battle because that's fucking baller. And I love summoning and I like the idea of this just being a little different. It's, uh, it's like you can summon legendary heroes or legendary beasts and they come to you if they deem you worthy. And you pull upon uh, these constellations and they come to you and aid you. And this is going to get anime as fuck because this is an Aaron episode. And I just get a little anime JRPG every time we fucking do this. I don't care. I'm a shameful weeaboo. So let's do this. So this I'm going to say that this obviously is a lunar druid. Um, hold on. Let's let's roll on a pronoun. Animal D6 go. That is... Hold on, let me, oh god. That is a one. We got a horse. It's a boy. So this druid, he is a, let's see, what race? Um, let us see. This lunar druid who is looking to the stars to solve their own insecurities. I miss halflings. It's, it's been a while, hasn't it, since we've halflinged? So let's do that. So we have a halfling. He is um, oh, fuck. It has come to me. This halfling is 17 years old, and his name is Primrose. So Primrose is a 17-year-old halfling that, let's just say, because it's a druid and we have to touch on a little bit of traditional, lives in the woods. By, we'll, we'll get there maybe, a stroke of fate, how Aaron is gonna roundabout make this work, but they live in the woods alone. Primrose is 17, their own personal insecurities. What is an insecurity that everybody fucking struggles with at 17? And I, I have one. So, Primrose's biggest difficulty is, hmm, Primrose, y'all, has always wanted to go to fantasies most popular convention called 
What is the convention called in fantasy? Holy shit. It's called... We're going to Cosmic Con. So, Primrose has always wanted to go to fantasy's biggest, we'll just say nerd convention, because, fuck, I, I, God only knows. A uh, nerd convention called Cosmic Con. And it takes place... Oh, shit. Okay. So, in, I think, the uh, Trick Smallman episode, we talked about the fact that Moon Crescent has, like, a big glass dome that people can gaze out at the rest of the world in. And, uh, it like, you know, it's like a nice, safe, comforting place where dope events happen. That's where Cosmic Con is held every fucking year inside the glass sphere of Moon Crescent. Enter Cosmic Con. So it's where you go in fantasy. If you're a fanboy or if you're a fangirl or if you're a fan non-binary of Slip Willis, Big Jeremy, all the legends of old, and all the fan fiction, and all the sweet stuff that's written about Amy and all these people, you would go to Cosmic Con to meet other people and fucking cosplay all of the legends of the world of fantasy. And where you go to meet people and take pictures, and there's panels, and it's awesome, and this is incredible. Okay, so now we have... Okay, so the world of fantasy, there are nerds who are obsessed with the characters that we have talked about in fantasy, because not everyone's a hero. Not everyone can go out and slay a dragon, but you're sure as fuck gonna hear about the people who have. So you wanna go, and if you're nerding out about, basically you're a history buff then. This is a history convention. Cosmic Con is fantasy's biggest history convention for people who love writing AUs about things that have happened or have yet to happen based on historical evidence. Holy shit. Okay, so Primrose. Primrose is uh, a 17-year-old halfling who lives in the woods outside of Moon Crescent, we'll say. So every year for the last two years has wanted to go to Cosmic Con so goddamn bad but just didn't have a costume, uh, it was just nervous. You know, it's it's hard when you have something that you're passionate about that's some people, I mean, maybe if you're a history buff in fantasy, you're a fucking nerd. And like cool kids are like, oh my God, you're still talking about Big Jeremy? That's so lame. Blech, you got to watch Mind Over Matter, bro. It's really sweet. And you're like, oh God. So it pushes some people into like a corner. It's you know, it's hard sometimes to talk about things you're passionate about if it's something that's a little more, we'll say, underground or niche, like a niche interest. And it's nerdy. It's nerdy to obsess over Slip Willis in fantasy. It's like a good thing, but, you know, there are dicks. And when you're 17, it's just hard. It's it's difficult to think about what you do and what you think as being like, valid and being something that people are going to give you a high five and tell you that everything is oh no it's totally cool if you want to be big jeremy oh no i want to like dress up as big jeremy and like art bro play him uh yeah fuck yeah like you're it's it's nervous because you're just coming of age you're learning who you are and who you want to be and so primrose has a general fucking idea but otherwise is just in the woods and so one night Primrose gazes up at the stars, sitting on a stump, and Primrose looks up at that night sky and says, Please, I implore you 
sky map of fantasy. Send me a message. Send me something. I want to go to Cosmicon. I I want to meet other nerds. I want I want to feel like I belong somewhere for once. And then, out of nowhere, comes a messenger beamed down on a sheath of starlight is a camel. Sup, bruh. I have come to you. If you want to be cool, you gotta talk to me. My name is Joe Camel. And I am your spirit guide. If you want to be cool, you gotta chill with the Joe. And then immediately is run down by a motorcycle by the real spirit guide beamed down from the stars. And you know what we're going to do live in this fucking recording is we're going to go to the top five, 20, top 20 most popular animal list. And I'm going to roll to see what this sweet fucking guide is that just ran down the most toxic masculinity mascot in the world and said, fuck that guy. You're with me now. You're my dude. I'm going to teach you how to be your motherfucking self. I'm your maid coach from MTV's Maid. So let's find this shit. Pause. While I find a list, because I just thought of this. <laughs> Google, don't fail me now. Top 20 most popular animals. What am I doing? Okay. Okay. The top 20 most searched popular animals, according to Google. Let's roll a D20. We got a three. Okay. It's a rabbit. <laughs> Okay, so a constellation has answered. Two const- one constellation shows up in the form of a broy, muscular camel that was gonna fill young Primrose's mind with shitty ideas on how to get to that convention and get the most attention. But now, they've been crushed to death by a motorcycle, and out steps a bunny. And with a six, they are named, hmm. What is the spirit guide of Primrose that is going to teach them how to be themselves as a positive-ass fucking role model? This hare is named Meadow. So Meadow beams down, and Meadow runs down Joe Camel and says to uh, Primrose, I have come, and I'm going to get you to that con, and we're going to have the best goddamn time ever, and I'm going to show you how. So Primrose is now being tutored by Meadow, an astral body beamed down to Earth in order to instruct a young halfling boy on how to be the best goddamn nerd they can be. Let's start the adventure. This is the hard part. This is where the middle comes in. So how does one get yourself confident and ready for a con? Oh, shit. It's like to be yourself, to overcome your own insecurities. It's it's amazing to have uh, someone there, like a role model, to say, like, I, 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 I have the same problems as you. 
th- this is normal. Like ha- having this feeling that you don't fit in is totally acceptable and it's totally a normal everyday thing, but that doesn't mean it has to conquer your existence. So Meadow sits down with Primrose and is like, what do you want to be? More than anything, what, what is your fandom? What's your thing? What's your jam, Primrose? And Primrose looks at them and is like, oh gosh, um, what is fan? Okay. So, I mean, let's just be straightforward. Primrose is a halfling. There is one halfling hero. Now, I know where I should go with this, but I know where I'm actually going to go with this because I'm sorry, but I just don't want anybody to have nice things. Primrose is a history buff. Primrose knows his shit. And Primrose knows a lot about the history of the City of Truth and how it came to be. And Primrose knows that the reason that the city was saved by Madame Mysteria and then Justice Judicator was because of a very important halfling who lost his way. Does Primrose want to cosplay Chad Butternut? (laughs) So, (laughs) that's why, that is why it hasn't been accepted. Oh my god, Primrose wants to cosplay a problematic, a deemed problematic character. (laughs) Nobody likes Chad Butternut! Everybody, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you actually go back, Chad and Mysteria had, like, you know, this life together, and they were, you know, it's just got caught up. Ooh, okay, then I got something. So, yes, Chad is uh, Primrose's problematic faith. So, if Primrose knows all this history, right, uh, then Primrose knows that Chad Butternut wasn't always the leader of the Order of the Locust. Knows that it's just a guy that everybody kind of shat on forever. And, you know, never gave a chance. No one even got to know Chad Butternut. It was always, fuck Chad Butternut. Primrose, I think, finds some common ground with the story of Chad Butternut, of a halfling boy who everyone underestimated, you know, everybody just shat upon, and has constantly been pushed into this corner his entire life in this world of shitty expectations, in this city of... You are your family and you, you know, you don't get to really make a lot of choices for yourself and everyone is just constantly telling you to go fuck yourself. Uh, it's kind of hard to, for even people to get to know you. And I think that Primrose feels a lot of Chad's struggle of like, God, this person in history, nobody even knows who this person is. Nobody even, like, there's not even a lot of historical data about Chad Butternut except that it says in my textbook, fuck Chad Butternut. Used to be a good guy, but then totally fucked over the city. It's like, there there has to be a deeper story to that. And I think what Meadow is going to teach Primrose is that for Chad Butternut, it was about living, standing in your truth. What I have been learning recently, to stand in your own fucking truth. And despite the hecklers, despite what all the shit that everybody's talking about you, Chad Butternut stood tall and did whatever he thought was the best option for him it was incorrect but he lived his fucking truth it was bad stood in his truth (laughs) and meadow i feel like this is terrible oh my god well it was a valuable lesson okay then we'll take it that way meadow is showing chad meadow is showing primrose that standing in your truth is important but what is also important is to keep in mind those around you. Because what Chad Butternut did not do is 
consider, you know, the world at large and the impact that you're having on more people than just yourself. And what Meadow is trying to show that this, that Cosmic Con is important. It's a thing that's important to Primrose, but what's more important is just being able to wake up every day and feel good about who you are. And I feel like this is so fucking sappy. Kill me! Where is Jeff? Where is Jeff? All right. No, we're going to keep going. Fuck it. Um, yeah, no. Meadow is like a grown-up. They are, yeah, I mean, let's fucking talk about it. So Primrose is a fucking little boy halfling who lives in the fucking woods and just wants to go to a nerd convention. That's like his one goal in life. He thinks that the most important thing in this world is attending a convention and meeting like-minded people at this con. So his own personal insecurities stem from the fact that he's convinced that no one will understand him unless they're at this convention. Hmm. That means Meadow comes down, a non-binary rabbit, who, if they're going to be their, his role model, Meadow has to show him that this all comes from inside you. This, this feeling, if you rely on the opinions and the judgments of others to give you validation, you're never going to find any peace. You're going to have to learn to be happy with who you are and be comfortable in your own skin. And if that means wearing a costume, fuck it. But this is going to come from you. It's not going to come from people at a con telling you that you look great in your big Jeremy cosplay. So we have our little setup. Primrose, halfling, looks to the stars to a reason for finding his own personal insecurities are the fact that, I mean, to be honest, this insecurity is just lack of self-esteem. This this halfling does not feel good. You know, he's in a shitty 17-year-old place of like, no one understands me. I, I don't know what else to do. I have my history to learn from, but I want friends. I want people who are also interested in the same things that I am, and I know there's a place if I can only gain the confidence to go there. And down comes this bunny from the stars that teaches Primrose how to find find the confidence to not only go to the con, but not give a fuck about what anybody at that convention thinks, and just to go and relish in the fact that there are more people than you think that are going through the same things as you. Hmm. So how do we get there? Meadow comes down from Starlight to help Primrose with his insecurities. Therefore, Meadow has to have been someone who dealt with something very similar. And that's why they... Ooh. We know that Primrose is a halfling, looks up, not looks up to, is just fascinated by... What if he doesn't idolize Chad Butternut? What if he's just fascinated with the idea that history is dictated by, like, the victor, you know, by those who survive? So... I have something then for that. Meadow sits down. They're at a fire. It's nighttime under the stars. Meadow sits down with Primrose and is like, I'm here to help you be the person that you want to be. Because right now you're 17. You're fucking stupid. And that's okay. I was stupid at 17. You know, everybody has moments in their youth that they look back on and they're like, oh gosh. And that's okay. It's part of growing up is looking back at the person you were and being like, oh, Lord, <laughs> never again. <laughs> it's it's just about, you know, taking your victories and taking your losses and moving on through it 
and, you know, becoming a better and more considerate human being. So they're sitting around a fire. I need to go back to my all my fantasy children roots. So they're sitting around a fire, and Meadows says to Primrose, "What? What is it? So you want to go to Cosmic Con, yeah? What is? What's your brand, huh? What's your What's your nerdy thing?" And Primrose is like, "Well, the idea that history is written by the victor is always what gets me because, like." I don't have anything that I've really felt. I've never accomplished anything yet. You know, I've just lived in these woods. You know, I, I I heal little critters when they come by. You know, I heal them with my magics. If they have like a little thorn, I haven't really done anything, you know. And what I do know of the world is that there are heroes who have done amazing things. And I've always wanted to be one of those. I've wanted to pull out a boomerang and, you know, throw it like Slip Willis and have it come back. And on the way back, it decapitates eight goblins. I've heard the stories of Big Jeremy and of Arthur. And I've always thought that what if there was something that, you know, wasn't told right? And there's one guy that I've always just felt got the shit end of the karma stick. And it's Chad Butternut. What if, you know, Chad Butternut wasn't an asshole? And what if that stuff was only written by people who didn't like him? Fuck Chad Butternut. That's That sounds like an opinion to me. So Primrose starts spewing all of his Chad Butternut historical AU to a spectral rabbit around a fire. Yes, we got fan theories about Chad Butternut. Meadow is like, okay, no, I'm totally all about this. I don't know if you know this about me, but I may have been a beast person during the reign of King Arthur. And Primrose is like, no fucking way. You were there? You were fucking there? And Meadow is like, well, I was and I wasn't at the same time because I was a big part of something back in the day. You know, I was actually lucky enough to be... Have Have you heard of the pageant of iron? Because I was actually a lead in it. And Primrose is like, oh my god, I've always... I have dreamed about being in a historical reenactment such as the greatness of the pageant of iron. Who did you play? Who did you play? I was actually lucky enough to play Arthur. No fucking way. No way. You were Arthur? Yeah, you know, that was a different life back then. And it's it's something I look back on, and it's something that I say to myself, you know, that was just a different me and a different time. And, you know, I'm not... Uh, I've, I've grown to not be ashamed of who I was and not dislike the person I was. It, it was just a different time. I was just a young rabbit... And, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know, I, I had a big part and it got to my head and I started seeing how I was so constantly validated. Everyone was telling me how amazing of an actor I was and just how agile I was on that stage. I was known to be the best at dodging all the perils of the pageant of iron. Anything that was thrown at me, I could, you know, I handled it year after year 
I, I just kept getting cast. I was fantastic in the pageant. I, everyone would tell me how wonderful I was. And then suddenly that stopped. And I was starting to see that my entire identity was built upon these accolades. I, I barely knew who I was. And when I finally had time to really get into it, I was seeing that so much of myself was built on what people were telling me that I was. What was being written in the historical documents about every tale of Caitlin was just about how good I was and how talented I was. And I started thinking to myself, how can I make myself, how can I be the person that I want to be? I don't want this to define my very existence. I wanted to be a hero. I... I didn't want to just be a rabbit who performs. I don't know how to explain it, but I was not happy with who I was and who people were telling me I was. So what I'm telling you, Primrose, long story aside, is that you need to look at yourself and you need to start to think about what kind of ripple do you want to leave in this world and who is the person that you want to be. No one at a con is going to give you that. No one is going to, no amount of praise and no amount of validation is ever going to lift your spirit and help you find who you are. I am lucky enough to be old. You know, I had some time and I became who I am. I became Meadow through a lot of adventuring and, you know, I traveling and self-exploration and I am who I am because of a lot of things. But this is about you and I want you to get ready for this con but I want you to go because it makes you happy, not because of any outside validation, because I know the dangers that that will create for you. I know the kind of psyche that that'll put you in, the kind of box that it'll put you in, and I don't want that life for you. I was there, and I don't like it, and I don't want it for you. You're a great kid. You can be anything that you want to be. You just need to relax and live your life. So you know what? We're going to go to that con. Do you want to be your problematic fave? You want to cosplay? And Primrose is like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of do. I kind of do want to cosplay Chad Butternut. So cut to a montage of Meadow and Primrose walking around the woods, building cosplay together from like acorns and pine cones and leaves. This is like, it's not the best Chad Butternut cosplay because Meadow has, Meadow has some costume experience from their time in the theater. <laughs> and there's just gears made out of like sticks and it's terrible. But Primrose feels like a million fucking dollars when they finally get to like a waterfall. In this magical waterfall, you can see your reflection in it. And Primrose is like, I've never looked so incredible in my life. I've never felt so, uh, I've never felt so strong. I've never felt so happy. This, I feel good. And Meadow is like, just giving that slow nod in the corner. Like, yep, I feel you, man. It's just, Primrose is sort of learning that, you know, it's, it's just about feeling, being happy with yourself. Even looking to the stars for validation was, you know, is of course, like, you're 17. You're going to look for something. Meadow is giving Primrose the confidence that you made this. I didn't even help you. I don't know if you noticed, Primrose, but 
you built this costume yourself. I've just been, you know, I've just been walking with you. And we've just been talking about Chad Butternut now for 10 days straight. And I, yeah, and it was great. It was the best experience in the world, Meadow. I, I feel so, oh my God, thank you so much for listening to All My Cannons. Thank you so much. Oh my God, I, ah, uh, man, I could, I could talk about this all fucking day. And it's just, I don't know. I, I think there's something so special about having, uh, someone tell a young person that it's okay to do whatever the fuck they want as long as they're not hurting anybody. It's just about feeling good with who you are and saying fuck the haters. And I think, ooh, okay. But then as Primrose is looking in the waterfall, feeling amazing, this reflection, this is exactly what the history book said he looked like. Oh my God, we got it even down to the little top hat. It's so small and cute. I'm wearing the gardening gloves and everything. Meadow, I... Looks back and Meadow is gone. But now... Everything is kind of sinking in, making the connections to everything that just happened. It's, 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 it's not enough to have that role model. It's not enough to have someone in your ear constantly lifting you up. That's important. But sometimes you have to learn to look inside yourself and pull from others' experiences and pull from your own life and start working toward your own happiness. So Primrose, fueled with the wisdom of Meadow, and Meadow's story of becoming the rabbit that they want to be and just standing in their truth and going from this young rabbit named Caitlin, I think a lot of people told Meadow who they were, who they should be. The important thing that Meadow likes to instill is that that's my journey. I'm here to help you with yours and to craft the person that you want to be. You called to me. And I want to help you, Primrose. I want to give you the strength that I did not at 17. And I want you to go to that fucking convention feeling incredible. And I think just the act of telling Primrose their story and helping Primrose build this cosplay of Chad Butternut. And I don't think that Primrose has ever taken off the Chad Butternut cosplay. I think that Primrose lives his life. Yeah, I think... Primrose changes his name to Chad Rose because this new identity that they've crafted for themselves with Meadow, I think is something that he's going to hold on to and really, you know, it just becomes a part of his life. It's not, it becomes not cosplay. It's just even after the con is over and like made a thousand friends, it's like, no, I feel good like this. I, I think, I think I'm just gonna go by Chad Rose from now on and I know exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think that now Chad travels the world. I think they're a motivational speaker. I think as a result of this, they would become someone who knew that this would be impossible without such a beautiful role model to give them the strength to become the person they want to be. They want to be that person for others. And so they're going to travel the world. Holy shit. Is this like some kind of TED talk or is this some sort of like starts their own convention? Yeah. I think they start their own con where it's just about, <laughs> it's about, yeah, it's ChadCon. Yep, it is ChadCon. ChadCon is started. ChadCon is a place where you come as you are and you just, you swap stories from the road about who you are and who you are now. And it's a, <laughs> it's a place to talk about and laugh about the person you used to be. 
It's a place where you don't have to be ashamed of the person who you are. You were. Oh my God, I've got it. You honor history by cosplaying the pathetic person you were as a teenager. <laughs> oh my God. You cosplay who you were at 17. <laughs> And it's like a thing of, it's funny, like, it's not something that makes, if you feel terrible about it, you don't have to obviously dress up, but it's something about, it's like a convention that celebrates growth and like personal development and looking at the person you are now and not feeling ashamed of who the person you used to be, just kind of acknowledging that that's what made you the wonderful person you are now and the more, even more incredible person that you'll become you go to ChadCon and you basically, that's amazing because you dress up like the one and only pathetic Chad Butternut. That's how the idea came. Holy shit. So you dress up as who you were. Oh man, like me, I would dress 17. God, I would probably wear a pair of corduroy pants with bright red sneakers and I would wear a long sleeve, like extra large t-shirt underneath of a t-shirt that says like oh god like a shirt that says like who farted you know with an arrow pointing to the left so that's what i would dress up as and you go as just like whatever is just the most embarrassing form of yourself you go to chad con dressed as that and you go to just feel good and just laugh about life and how silly things can be, and you tell story, you swap stories, and it's just to lift you up, and it's, you know, you encourage people, like some people go who are in their awkward phase in hopes to, like, feel better about who they are, and you, you like, go and listen to a Chad talk, and it's, hopefully, the idea is that you get the experience that you got, that young Chad Rose got from Meadow. Holy shit, oh my god, that was a long one, but... I'm not rolling on shit because Primrose just went on a fucking journey leading to the to the creation of Chad Rose. Primrose does not exist anymore, did at a time. And it's it's an important thing for Chad Rose to acknowledge. Chad Rose never has to share the story of Primrose. But if it helps lift someone up, Chad can do that. As of right now, Chad's got a con to run and it's tough. So, yeah, I think that that'll be a wrap, I guess. Thank you, God, that that was a long way around. But thank you, Johan Prulks, for your prompt, because that was incredible. Uh, if you have a prompt that you'd like to submit, there's a lot of ways you can do it. You can tweet at us using the handle at AMFC underscore podcast. You can check out our Facebook, All My Fantasy Children, uh, facebook.com slash All My Fantasy Children. Uh, we have a Discord that's the evergreen link is pinned to our Twitter. Our email is allmyfantasychosen at gmail.com. My co-host Jeff has another podcast called Party of One. It's an actual play podcast where Jeff takes one other person and they do, they focus on one player tabletop role playing games. Uh, the last one they had is a game of Dungeon Call Classics. It was incredible and hilarious and you should listen to it. Uh, my verbal hug for you is this entire episode. Okay. My verbal hug this week comes from a personal place. Because I feel confident in my own life and who I have become that I feel good about sharing my experiences and sharing my struggles. But if you don't, that's okay. I hope that you can find inner peace and know that you are not alone in your struggles and there are others like you and that you are incredible and that you are so special and that you are a one of a kind and that you are enough. You know, and I hope that this podcast and its message 
of just lifting other people up and being a good person is helpful to you. And I I hope that this whole show is a hug, that it gives you warm tummy feels. And I only can feel confident about this because I've had people help lift me up. And that's why I like giving these verbal hugs, because I feel fortunate enough to be in a place where I can want to help others with a podcast. Anywho, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this has been a really hard episode, but we got through it. We did it. And yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, good night and good game. Holy shit! Holy shit!